This week on The Breakup Breakdown. We had like the nerdiest meet cute. So he proposed, we got married, but I had been skating with my best friend. We got the feels. She was just being like, you can't leave him. That started going downhill. It was just like immediate anxiety. On this episode, we explore two marriages, two breakups, and too many countries to count. I mean, I'm serious. We are going global with this episode. It's a breakup story that is going to take us from Iceland to Europe to North America and back again. Hey, what's up? It's Abby for The Breakup Breakdown. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. If you've been enjoying the podcast so far, we would love it if you left us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. But in the meantime, I will just shut up and let you get right into the episode. So let's just get right into the submission. So I read the story and was immediately like, I hope we can get this person on because this sounds like a crazy story. Let me tell you what they said. So they said, hey, Abby, I've got a breakup story that is going to take you around the world. There's this girl that I know from grade school who packed up and moved to Iceland and was living this really cool life over there. I saw her get married to this dude and was like, oh, good for her. And then a few years later, she announced that she got married to a woman. I was like, what? I missed like three chapters here. Like, when did she have time to divorce this dude? And why didn't she announce it? And then all of a sudden she was living in Greece and then in Canada and then back to Iceland. And I've just always been so curious about this journey. I feel like it would be such a cool story. So if you could reach out to her and find out what happened, I think it would be so cool. See, I had the same reaction when I was reading this submission. I was like, this woman's life is insane. I mean, I'm getting like chaotic Mamma Mia vibes. Just packing up and going to Greece with your lover. Are you kidding me? Maybe this will be the third Mamma Mia movie. <laughs> Mamma Mia, here we really go again. Okay, so my mind is just running rampant with what could be happening here. I feel like she might be on the run from the law. Maybe she got hitched to this woman and they're both running from like something that they did in whatever country they got married in and met in. Because if they are just bouncing around from place to place, like what is happening here? Is this going to be a Bonnie and Clyde type story? I don't know, but I think we need to get into it ASAP. So let's break down this week's breakup. Okay, so we're here with this week's interviewee and we heard you got married twice. Why don't you just start from the beginning? Why don't you tell us how you met your husband and then how it all fell apart? We had like the nerdiest meet cute. We met on like Imgur, which is like the app that allows you to post pictures on Reddit. I've never heard of that. Okay. Uh, it's like a it's like a Reddit conglomerate. Okay. We met in the comment section of that before I even moved to Iceland in like 2013 on a like political post about this like chaotic mayor that Reykjavik used to have. He's a stand-up comedian who ran for mayor ironically and then won. <laughs> Love it first comment. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then I was moving to Reykjavik and I wanted to know more about it. And then we like met for hot dogs. Then we started dating, you know, the traditional love story. We moved in together. I was studying so that I could have a visa. I applied to an art school and I didn't get in and I didn't have a backup plan. So he proposed so that I could live there and then immediately got cold feet and unproposed. What? What do you yes. mean unproposed? Like he's like takes these backseas or what? Takes these backseas. Takes <laughs> these backseas. Um, so then we spent a year fighting about if we could get married so that I could stay in the country. And then I did the ultimatum of, okay, so we're going to move to Canada so that I don't have to go to school or we're going to get married. And he was like, fine, we're moving to Canada. So then <laughs> he would rather uproot his life than hit yes. himself to you. Yes. Sorry, yes. that sounded which so like, aggressive. <laughs> oh, no, it, it, that was the vibe, which was like 14 red flags, like 47 red flags, all wrapped into one little catastrophe. And then uh, we moved to Toronto. He <laughs> just graduated from school, too. So he was just kind of looking for jobs and couldn't really find anything. So then we were there for like six months and he was like, fine, let's get married so we can move back to Iceland. <laughs> my, 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 how the turn 
turn tables. Yeah, we got married on the 3rd of January and we moved back to the island. So we spent like six months living together in his parents' basement unemployed. And then we were both just really depressed and both had some animosity cooking. We were like, okay, our relationship isn't working. Maybe it's because we don't have our own space. Let's buy our own spot. He'd found a job in tech and he was making good money. So I had been playing roller derby in Iceland for a few years. We were the national team by default because there's only one team. <laughs> the only team in Iceland. Yeah, we couldn't even fill a whole roster. We had like 18 skaters and we were allowed to have 22. Something like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Actually sounds like a really good plot for like a Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, yeah. Like absurd. We didn't even place last. That was the goal. I'll suck it, Costa Rica. Um, <laughs> Costa Rica's got a full roster. They've been training for years and here comes Iceland. Oh, yeah, no, we did really poorly. But I had been skating with this other, the only other foreigner on the team whose name was Yana. She's from Russia. Uh, she becomes important to this Spoiler day. alert. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. So we become really close because we are the only two non-nationals and the only people who will have the audacity to speak English to each other. Like polite people. Everybody in Iceland speaks perfect fluent English. They just are kind of inconsiderate it around people who don't speak Icelandic. It's such an insular culture mm-hmm. that like even though some like 15% of the country is immigrant, they don't allow them in. So they they never spend time with people who don't speak Icelandic fluently. Clicky. Okay. Super clicky, super community based. Then I start getting really close with Yana and I'm just like, oh, this is really nice. We like each other. This is great. We, fu- we got the feels and I was just like, I really like this. And then yeah, I moved into my apartment and then I left for Africa. I spent a month in Senegal, went to Paris on my way back to Iceland because my best friend is living there and she was just like being a dick about it and being like, Catherine's depressed. You can't leave him. That's really emotionally immature of you. And I was just like, yeah, but I'm depressed. <laughs> and then I get back to Iceland. I meet with Yana. We like hang out and it's amazing. And then I'm just like, okay, like two days later, I'm like, okay, I'm leaving Kathan. I'm going to be with Yana. And I make that decision. I tell Kathan, tell Yana. And I, I, before this, I'm like, Yana, if we want to date because she's an immigrant from Russia to Iceland, I'm an immigrant from Canada. I'm like, we need to get married if we want to date. And she's like, yeah, of course. That totally makes sense. <laughs> Sounds like a line from like 19 Kings and Counties or one of those like Amish shows. Yeah, 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 like, well, yeah, if we want to be yeah. together, we have to get married. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, we're quiverful, secretly. Quiverful lesbians. (laughs) Um... There's a Venn diagram we never thought we'd see. Yeah, I move out of this apartment I just purchased uh, with Kathan. He drove me to Yana's house and moved all my things there, which was very polite. How did he <laughs> feel about moving you into your new wife's place? Was he? I how think did he, he was it? just mostly in shock and mostly just trying to be a uh, like grown adult about it, which was very respectable. He kind of understood his role as all of my security and like being an immigrant is really tough, and he knew that it would be tough for me to move, so. He just put on his big boy pants and was an adult, which was very nice. Well, how did you yeah. uh, approach that conversation with him? Were you just like, hey, oh, I was just like, I'm over it. Uh, yeah, I was just like, I think this isn't working. And we've both just been complacent for a really long time. And we both had just the ability to let each other fail. And just that 
that like safety net of being like, oh yeah, it's fine. We're, we're just not doing anything and that's completely fine. And we just let each other be comfortable in failure for years and years and years. So we were like, you know, this isn't great. So yeah, I moved out. Yana and I were figuring out visas immediately. I started processing the paperwork she had divorced. I moved in with her and it was messy. All of our derby friends decided that she was a homewrecker and stopped talking to her. And all of her friends were through derby because she didn't have any connections to Iceland. She was just studying. So she suddenly was uh, high and dry and that was really yeah, we moved in together. We're starting divorce papers. And yeah, so I got divorced. I immediately tried to file for a marriage date. We get married. It was really awkward because like we invited our derby friends and they were kind of like there. We had a city hall wedding. We each had a best man. We had two guests at our wedding. It was super cool. Uh, we booked an Airbnb for a little honeymoon. You know, when you like order it, it kind of gives you like a periphery of where it's going to be. And then you find out the address once you like hello book. It was across the street from the apartment that we'd been evicted from. <laughs> <laughs> and then we started the visa process for Yana coming to Canada. They're like, okay, it's going to take two months and then you'll be able to come. We're like, we've both been immigrants for like a combined like seven-ish years at this point. So we should have known better, but we were just giddy. Oh yeah. When they tell you a date, it means that date, which is a lie. <laughs> we both like finish up our jobs for the 1st of September, which would have been the date. And then we both quit our jobs. Okay. We don't have housing anymore as of this date. And we're like waiting to hear back from immigrations. We're both like unemployed, mostly homeless at this point. And we're like, okay, what country has a really low cost of living that doesn't do hate crimes? <laughs> We like, we're looking at Bulgaria and then she was like, no, I have a Bulgarian coworker who uses the F slur like between every third sentence. We're not going to go there. So we end up going to Greece. So we end up in the north of Greece, like not Mykonos, but like the Bay of Corinth in like a really small town is like a church and like one restaurant and that's it. <laughs> it's not and the Mamma Mia so, vibes we're thinking of. No, 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 no. It's like town that is in the middle of year 10 of a recession where everybody who's young and could work anywhere else in Europe has left. So it's kind of like a senior citizen's town. It is beautiful, stunning on the sea. So we, we got a really, really cheap Airbnb at something like 10 bucks a night. So it's a lot cheaper than being in Iceland. And we just like start hanging out and just like camping out until we hear from immigration being like, okay, how long can we do this before we run out of money? We start getting really anxious. We spend like 20 hours a day together, unemployed, no plan, no life plan, waiting it out, which is absolutely the exact same way I started my previous marriage. <laughs> <laughs> see where this is going <laughs> <laughs> super cyclical super cyclical and we're both like not jiving a little bit depressed a little bit like no this is gonna be great it was not the honeymoon phase it was just like immediate anxiety and we're like okay what, what if you need to go back to russia we're waiting like can you work and she's like i'm not gonna lie to an employer that i'm not married to a woman and i was like yeah that's fair i can understand that we spend six weeks there and then we finally get her visa we move into my mom's house because it was like the only housing we could find short notice. I start working full time running a vegan bakery. This like, is starting to sound like really? a really like messed up Hallmark movie. Yeah, she comes back yeah. to her hometown to run a bakery. Yeah, like such a stereotype. And she couldn't work because she was on a tourist visa. Mm -hmm. So she would just like spend all day in the basement, like not wanting to invade my mom's space, wait for me to get home to do things with me. And she's like a super sporty boo who's like very active and very lifts and must go to the gym constantly. I was doing a super 
physical job of baking for 10 hours a day. And then I would get home and be like, okay, let's chill and watch Netflix. And Yana would have watched two seasons of Breaking Bad that day and be like, let's go to the CrossFit. That started going downhill. She had nobody in Canada. She didn't, she literally knew nobody. There's just like me and my mom and she couldn't meet people because she didn't have a job to go to. She started going to CrossFit and then all the ladies at CrossFit were just like straight government workers because it's Ottawa. She started volunteering, fixing a bike at a bike fixing thing and she was really enjoying it. And then like I ended up in the hospital because I, I had an ovarian cyst and I ended up in the hospital, like emergency surgery, like have to take off work. Everything's terrible. And then like her job's like, you don't even care about repairing bicycles. And she gets fired from volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's not even getting paid. Yeah. They're like, mm. didn't show up to your shift to repair bicycles for free. Like, <laughs> don't come back. And she's like, my wife's in the hospital. And they're like, that sounds like an excuse. That's a you problem. <laughs> you sure this wasn't America? You sure you're in Canada? Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. You're very Canada. polite up there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At this point, we had our own place. We were like hanging out. Uh, and then she got a job and we were both working in fine dining. And then we switched around kitchens a bunch. So we would end up working together because in fine dining, you work like a 60 hour a week for no money. So we were working in the same kitchen. So I think she worked for like six months before COVID started. And then the kitchen we were both in closed and then we were unemployed again both of us not having anything to do being super depressed and the cycle continues oh no and then because it's COVID you're doing the same thing where you're stuck unemployed in the Mm -hmm. house and so this was like round three for me several rounds of being depressed and unemployed and we were like okay we know how to do this we know what being isolated is let's just make ourselves like a crazy schedule be super on meal prep and just make it our opportunity at fitness things were going downhill quickly we decided to pool our CERB money CERB is the Canadian emergency recovery benefit so we've been receiving that we decided to buy a house and we find a teeny house two hours outside of Ottawa we're like okay we're just gonna ask your mom for a small loan because the mortgage is actually a third of what we're currently paying for a one-bedroom apartment in Ottawa and we're gonna move us and the cats up to the country and like have our own space and it's gonna be amazing and we're gonna be able to be as handy as we want and live our like stereotypical lesbian dream and so <laughs> so the, we, the one we, thing we, every lesbian wants is to move into a small house in Canada <laughs> yes but we can fix it up oh, <laughs> oh now you're talking yeah. do you know how many Home Depot trips we made <laughs> <laughs> it's the best it's amazing so we buy this house my mom gives us something like nine thousand dollars to buy this house wow which was extremely generous but that was like the down payment we were just like okay we're never gonna be able to save anything up living in Ottawa in an apartment and we like explained this to my mom she's like yeah of course and so she lent us this money and my mom's a teacher elementary school teacher September rolls around my mom's like oh I'll be teaching online I'm just gonna move in with you guys so my mom moves into our house (laughs) and I couldn't say no because she just lent us some ten thousand dollars to buy this little structure by which I mean a three-bedroom house and it was really nice house she moves in with us and then uh, everything starts downhill sliding and continuing downhill slide it was basically awful. Yana ended up making an ultimatum where she was like, you need to kick your mom out or I'm moving out. And I was already in like a, this isn't working out mode. So I was like, I think you need to move out then. And she was like, never mind, <laughs> take back seats. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, we'd both been, she'd been working at a bakery and we'd been planning on starting like a cafe together. And I was running a bakery inside of a deli. And it was really situation and then like we started selling bagels out of our house and she got fired from her bakery for creating competition no <laughs> 
the bagels are too good. She'd been like making minimum wage and she'd just been like, I can't, I'm not making enough money. I need a side hustle. And they'd been like, no, stay in your lane. You have to keep making minimum wage and just fired her. She was like, okay, I'm just going to make bagels full time. And we were making it like, she was making more money making bagels than she had been at the bakery. And we were like, okay, we're going to open a cafe together. Meantime, the city shut down our bagel operation because we weren't working out of the commercial kitchen. This story has just taken so many like left turns. Our little like sourdough bagel operation got shut down. Nothing to do with the cats in our house. And then we were like, okay, we're just going to open our own spot. We're going to just do that. And then we were looking at buying like a $20,000 mixer. And I was like, I think this is too much commitment. I don't think I want to be married anymore. I think this is like the time for us to break up. And Yana was just like, what? What are you talking about? We have all these like life plans together. And I was like, yeah, I'm Audi. And... Faces backsies. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this isn't working. I'm not super happy. I don't, I don't think I want to run a cafe. It was really of me. And I think we were both in a really stressed environment. I moved upstairs into like my art studio room and uh, we broke up. And was that, why was the stand mixer the last straw for you? <laughs> yeah. What yeah. was it about the mixer? I was just like, we're going to work together and we're really bad at compromising together. And then we're going to live together. We're, we're really bad at compromising together and I don't think this is gonna work. Yana's the most organized, meticulous person I know and it wasn't like she won't be an amazing co-worker. It was just like I can't have every single waking hour be what she wants. Yeah. And I was like, I want to go back to school and she was like, no, that's a financial thing. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That is expensive. All right, I'm just gonna be a cafe person. And then I was like (laughs) thinking of myself being 40 and still being a barista and I was like, no. Not for me. And then I, I drew the line and so it was me and Yana broken up, still living with my mom, which was <laughs> the threesome <laughs> from hell. <laughs> oh, the, the best little pack of buddies you ever did saw. The three best um, friends so that anyone could have. Whatever from the hangover. That's exactly yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. So we were doing that. I ended up applying to art school so I could move back to Iceland. The same art school I'd applied to that I hadn't got accepted to eight years earlier. So you're back in yeah. Iceland. You've, you're applying to this art school. You get in? Yeah, and now I've been in school for a semester. I love it. I'm studying textile design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm super happy. We're not divorced, though. We didn't file the paperwork. We're still super wives because uh, she's an immigrant, and I don't want to with that because I know yeah. that's drugs. I mean, I know you were feeling really stressed out with the cafe and it felt like a huge commitment. What What are the, the key issues why you wouldn't get back with her? Because you, you seem to really like her. I like her a lot. She's my best friend. We're BFF. Uh, we spent like two weeks together, like just like thrifting in Toronto, eating ourselves into a stuffer. It just isn't a match. Yeah, it just doesn't work. We have very different lifestyles and she's like an extremely tidy, organized, efficient person. Mm. And I am quite lazy and have terminal ADHD and she is just an incredibly organized planner and I'm a spur of the moment gal and uh, the, the twain shall never meet. Oh, okay. Um, I cause her a lot of anxiety and she causes me a lot of anxiety. So just better <laughs> yeah. as friends. Better as friends. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were best friends before we got married, before I left Kappa. And now we're like back there, which is amazing. Like I didn't think we would, but we also have an agreement that like, oh, if you need to get married, like we can get divorced at the drop of a hat. That's no problem. Like we have yeah. that agreement but well and it's start the cycle again and then be stuck with them and then oh yeah just oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it would be a little awkward if I texted her to be like, I need to get married. She would totally be like, okay, let's get divorced. Yeah. <laughs> you can also probably wait, a, you know, 18 months, maybe yeah. take a break from the marriage thing. Yeah. If like 
somebody Icelandic was just like, hey, do you want to get married so that you can stay on the island? I would take it in a heartbeat. Oh, true. It's the immigrant thing. (laughs) So we knew that marriage is kind of fake and made up and it's all about the paperwork. And like on her taxes, she's going to file me as a dependent this year because I didn't make any money because I was studying. So we're going to get a tax break off of it. And that's the whole point of marriage anyways, right? (laughs) You really should start a whole TikTok account where you're just giving like these life hacks where it's like, hey, do you want a tax break? Get married. (laughs) Get married. One of you goes to school. You want to buy property? Get married. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I'm about to turn 27. I don't own any property. I haven't finished any school. I live in a big house full of Polish immigrants and I have no prospects, but I'm in school and I'm happy. And I have a lot of like life learning that I applied in my daily life. So that's, that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. You have a lot of cool life experiences, which are valuable in themselves. Yeah. My mom keeps being like, those life experiences are worth their weight in gold. And I'm like, how much does experience weigh? Just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that Pride and Prejudice line where it's like, I'm 27. Yes. Yeah. I'm no money. That's the vibe. No yeah. money. Nobody's going to marry me. I've been doing a lot of art about Jaja Gabor recently. <laughs> Do you know about her? No. She was like this famous actress in like the 30s and 40s. She was like Miss Budapest or something. She was like a, just this beauty model. She was in the original Moulin Rouge. And oh. um, she got married and divorced nine times. So you should try and beat her. Yeah. So that's my goal. So I'm just like <laughs> using her. <laughs> what a feminist thing. Just being like, I'm not happy. Let me just get divorced. and then remarry. Maybe this is the one. And then her last husband, she stayed with for 30 years. She finally she got it right. She got it right. She or she was just tired of wedding planning oh yo dog <laughs> it's like i'm over this i believe it at that point i'm uh, so over it only things can only go up from here well i'm glad it worked out for you i appreciate it married and divorced well not divorced twice married twice divorced once all before 27 that is impressive yeah, Zha, Zha, she's coming for you <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing your story. That was, I mean, literally oh. someone needs to turn that into like some kind of coming of age indie comedy story. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Like one of the Heim sisters. <laughs> Take yeah, down licorice pizza. Oh, for sure. Thanks so much for listening to this week's breakup story. Just a little reminder. We have another mini episode coming out on Thursday. Although we're having so much fun with these mini episodes, they're not even really becoming mini anymore. They're just like regular episodes where we chat. But anyway, this weekend, me and Lexi followed my friend Kennedy on a first date to a bar and we live TikToked the whole thing. The videos are now on private because we felt kind of bad that we put this dude on blast, but we had so much fun. So we're going to talk about our experience of observing the date, how the date actually went from Kenny's point of view and whether or not she will be going out on another date with Sky. Are one of our friends getting wiped up? That is to be decided. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you left us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That always means so much to us. And the trailer for next week's episode is up right now. It is one of my new faves. It's going to be so, so good. So I will see you this Thursday and next Tuesday.